Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Bikini and the Brain. I'm here, of course, with the lovely Ashley Kotwalser. Hello, everyone. The lovely, how many weeks out, <laughs> Ashley Kotwalser, we should say? Six weeks out? No, Whoa. wait, wait. Six and a half, I guess you could say. Crazy. So I'm up to two cardio sessions now. Whoa. <laughs> two cardio sessions a week. Oh, my goodness. This is so crazy. It's getting we, serious now. One of the, you know, I'm glad that you're, we're talking about, like, cardio sessions, um, this close to the Olympia because mm-hmm. a lot of times you'll get some slack for always staying, you know, kind of lean, but it shows this is where the, the payout comes. This is where yeah. the, this is where you reap those rewards of staying lean in the off season is those, those cardio sessions, you know? So now I can focus more on my lifts. Yeah. So, yeah. Always that give and take that yeah, balance. You know, system, right? it's true. It's true. Like you're going to have to suffer either suffer throughout a little bit each day or suffer a lot. The last, you know, eight weeks, yeah. a lot, a lot. It's so. That's life. Everything it's has life. its, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, what is it? There's no juice without the squeeze. Something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that puts us into a good, um, kind of a good segue into our episode today, which talks about accountability. Yes. And, and how it helps without, with, throughout the preps and, and how we all need it, you know? Yeah. So, and, and productivity and how to prepare so that you do not make any mistakes along the way, or at least minimize your mistakes. So, I want to start off by asking you, Adam. What are some of your, let's call them fitness flaws, meaning what do you know you could be better at when prepping for a show or even just staying fit on a day-to-day basis as you are now? So for, this is the thing. So I will say this now it's really easy for me to stay fit because I, I've learned to just eat good. Yeah. Right? But I do think I have a, a really big advantage in eating good and staying good because of the sports I did growing up, just like you mm-hmm. did, too. I think that's a commonality we have because I grew up, you know, with wrestling, making weight, you know, that's mm-hmm. something that you have to do. Um, and so you just you, you kind of just don't even eat in that sport. You're just like as a, when you're younger, it was, it was, you know, nutrition wasn't was we didn't know what we knew know now. Um, so hindsight, you know, was really stupid what I was doing, but I, it really did train me to just, Hey, that's just being hungry. That's like a normal part. And then prep came around. I was like, Hey, that's just part of this. You know, this is mm-hmm. part of the sport. So now that I'm past that and I'm just trying to maintain my health and fitness, I can really just like, Oh, I'm getting a little soft. I'm going to diet really hard for a week, whatever. Mm-hmm. We won't have any carbs for a week or whatever. So for me, it's just not letting it get too far away. Um, and that's the thing is for me, it's just always like, okay, pay attention to what your body feels like, pay attention to it. And, um, Never let it get too far away because I have done that occasionally. And man, it's so much worse getting it off than it is the taste of the food, the benefit of the taste of the food. So for me, I've kind of realized that. Mm-hmm. So that's my, that's, that's mine. Oh, you're making it sound like you're just a perfect. <laughs> oh, definitely now, not. I, I already know of one that you could be much better at and you suck at it. Cardio? No. Go, go. <laughs> your water consumption is uh, horrible yes, yes. like you pee two times a day my yeah it is bad it's you're so, dehydrated you know you're crusty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crusty oh uh, when i when i breathe dust comes out no i have this uh i have this this mug and i've had it for so many years and it's a stupid glass mug it's like this big i don't know what he ounces it is it's huge though it's i don't know if it's a beer mug i don't know what it is but i use that as like my water guide at night and kimber was always like you can't just have your big water like at night only like you you don't you drink any yeah. water until night and i'm like oh i better cram this 
big thing. I'll drink two of them. I don't know. It must be 50 ounces. It's huge of water. And I'll just do it twice at night. That's like the meal. worst time to drink it. Because <laughs> then you have to wake up and pee. I wake up and pee like three or four times. Oh my gosh. Dog always jumping off the bed, following me to the bathroom. Is the reason up. why you don't want to bring it here is because you afraid you're going to lose it? I don't, you know what? I just, I get busy throughout the day and I don't drink. I just don't well, do it. Well, I, I think for accountability purposes, you should bring it in the morning and guide it with those little markings, which is a great example of like accountability. Yeah. So people that have like a gallon, like, and they know they have to drink like at least a gallon a day. That's why you see people carrying around a big gallon, you know, and making sure that like, okay, I need to drink this much by this time and this much so that you don't uh, fail on the water consumption. Yes. Prep wise, you definitely should be doing that for sure. Like that's not a good way to drink your water for life period, but prep wise, especially, um, so my, my goal for, for clients is to have them have one ounce per pound of body weight per day. So Ashley's 120 pounds or so. So 120 ounces, a gallon of water, um, you know, I'm 180. So there you go. 180 ounces. So it's not, everyone's always like, Oh, just a gallon a day. It should be relative to your, to your weight. Obviously, you know, more cells, bigger cells, whatever, um, more, more water. So but yeah, it's bad. I actually have gotten good at functioning off of doing that too. And that's not a good thing. Cause I'll even be in boxing class during like a hundred degree day. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have headaches from that mm -hmm. and everyone's getting their water at break. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot my water. And so, but we have these, you do basically like, you know, you'll do like four, three minute rounds and then you get your water and everyone goes and they're like, you're gonna get your water. I'm like, oh yeah, I don't have, they don't have a water fountain. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot it again. <laughs> I'll get home and I cram these big, it's bad. It is bad. You're oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So look at you. Not perfect. Yes. No one's perfect. I have my flaws too. Yes. You know, my Michael. Your flaws are similar. Workout intensity, workout intensity. Yeah, yeah. I, mm. And I have a similar flaw with that, unless I'm super in the zone. So you go ahead and explain yeah. yours and how you, you have a good solution, how you solved it. Yeah. So my, I think one of my biggest fitness flaws is workout intensity. Okay. Um, and I think this goes back to, I was always coached. Like in gymnastics, I was always coached. I had a coach telling me what to do, keeping an eye, making sure I did everything. In high school, I had a track coach, college track coach. So I've always had eyes on me, making sure I do everything correctly and I'm not slacking. So I found that like on my own, I don't, uh, I don't push it as much. I mean, I think everyone to some extent has that, but I think mine's a little more noticeable than others. Like I'll just sometimes like if I'm not in like the mood or whatever, I will just like roll up to the gym get on the treadmill and walk 10 minutes trying to get in the zone or whatever. And then maybe do a few lifts. <clears throat> and then sometimes I'll be like, I'm just not feeling it. I'll just do extra tomorrow. And then I don't. Um, but uh, that's my fitness flaw is, is, is workout intensity. In fact, I'm more likely to cheat on my workouts than I am to cheat on my diet, if I'm honest. So what I've done to, you know, hold myself accountable is Sam, she's, an awesome trainer. And sometimes it's just nice to have someone that's like relying on you. Like she's going to show up at this time and we're going to train And in, even, even on days where I don't get the best workouts, you know, cause whatever I'm tired or whatever the case may be, it's still better than nothing. And it's like, I know multiple times I would have just not worked out, but I had someone waiting for me, like making sure that I got it done. Even if it wasn't the best workout, they still made sure I got it done. Whereas I would have just not even shown up. I'd just be like, oh, I just take today off, you know. So that's my thing. So I know Adam likes to say how perfect I am, but I'm not. <laughs> I am not perfect. Yeah. Nutritionally, nutritionally, you always are very, very good. You're close to perfect. 
cardio, very good. And then workouts, yeah, your intensity. It's, it's an intensity thing. Mm-hmm. But I think you found a good solution. The good thing is you got to, I think what's important is you got to look at yourself and you got to say, okay, what am I the weakest at and how do I plug that hole if you have a specific goal? Yeah. You've done that. You've accepted it. Um, you've admitted it to yourself and said, how do, I, how do I solve this problem? And you found a way to solve this problem. You up your training sessions come Olympia prep. You always are training four times a week throughout the year. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and then after the Olympia, maybe take a week or two off and then, mm-hmm. yeah, and then go again and let your body refresh. So I think that it's important that everyone does that because when, when I was competing, I went through phases like that too where I would be in the gym and I would have crappy workouts because I was just so burnt out. You know, I was just like, uh, but I didn't have a trainer. Um, and what hindsight I should have done is just had a, another, like a workout friend or yeah. trainer or something um, you know, if you don't, you guys don't have the money for a trainer all the time, find a friend that's doing the find same thing friend. as you find someone that's prepping for the same show as you that's, or the next show and you guys could do it together. Or even just your friend to yeah. work out. It doesn't yeah. even have to be that specific. Just somebody that's counting on you to be there at this time to have a workout. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nice to have that. Um, you know, I think another great option would be, be sign up for a workout class. I do orange theory and I use that as cardio. Um, so it's nice because it's like, if I sign up for it ahead of time, I already committed to it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to do it. You know, there's other things you can do as well. Like FS 47 or 45, FS 45, um, spin classes, you know, you name it, even, even races. I ran a a race last weekend. I signed up for it. I committed to it. I'm going to be there. Sometimes that's all it takes is just, you know, setting it up, making that commitment and making it happen. That's cool. Yeah. You know what? There is a, the, the, the gym I go to has this really cool accountability, um, model. I've never seen it before, but it's actually, it's relative to this one. Mm -hmm. And I wish more gyms would have this, to be honest. He's a cool guy. The guy who owns a gym, the boxing gym I go to. And he said, well, if you come six days a week, so he's got this model where if you come six days a week, you pay less per month. Mm -hmm. And every day less you go to the gym, you pay a little bit more. And if you don't go at all, it's $300 a month. So it's designed for kids who don't have like lower income kids to go box, right? I like that. Yeah. And if they come every day, it's $30 a month. And, but if they don't, they have to pay it. And so usually the kids are paying for it themselves because mm. they're like, they're there every single day. But so I'm like, that's a really cool, you know, model. That I wish is gyms really good. Right. I that wish really gyms did that. Like local gyms, that'd be cool. Like, okay, it's a hundred dollars a month, but if you come every day, it's $10 a month. Of course, that's like the opposite of a gym. Right. Model. They want you to come less and pay more. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You can make your own rewards for yourself to help you stick with the program better. Meaning like, Sometimes if you're far out enough, you can do like, if I was a hundred percent with my diet and training all week, I am allowed one 800 calorie treat meal, you know? So setting that up for yourself is something you can do. So that's like, well, I don't want to miss, I don't want to miss this workout because then I won't be able to get my treat meal on Saturday and I really want it. So if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. But there's other thing, ways you can reward yourself as well. Like, okay, I'll get um, Sunday pedicure spa day if I stuck to my plan 100% throughout the week. So sometimes that's what it takes for you just to do it, you know? I'm not expecting anyone to be like so efficient that they just are 100% and don't need these little helpers. I think we all could use a little help with accountability. And another great option you can do is there's like little challenges and stuff on on fitness apps and things you can do. I'm not sure if that's satisfying enough, but that's that's an option. Just making like, for example, like, okay, I, I'm going to do cardio for 
four days this week and I have to burn at least 500 calories per session. And if that's the way you can kind of make it work, then do it. I think that's super helpful. Yeah. I had actually a client who she went on vacations all the time and she really didn't like working out when she was on vacation. She felt take away from her, her family time. So what she did was she's like, well, if I work out really hard throughout the next like four weeks, six weeks, can I have a deload week? Those like five days I'm on vacation. I'm like, yeah, if you've, if you've gotten to that point where we need a deload and, but you've done it in a four week, five week period, you're gonna have to work out pretty hard in a four week period to get to a deload necessity. And she's like, I'll totally do it. That's what it means. And so she would make a ton of like, it's, it's weird. There's certain things that you realize as a coach that Mm -hmm. when, when progress comes in, you'll see a 16 week prep and then someone will make very slow progress sometimes. That's not everyone. So they'll make very slow progress. And then as soon as like four weeks out hits, five weeks out hits, just that it turns on, right? Because they're just mentally like it clicked. And then they're like, oh, I better speed this up. I better give my intensity. I better give it my all. And that worked for her that way too. Mm -hmm. So when she was doing four weeks before her vacation, you know, she just worked out super hard. She wanted to not work out on vacation. Right. And it just, the results just clicked. You know, I was like, hey, this is working out great. You get a deload. I'm getting more results from you. I'm getting more of your effort from you. You can physically see what you're capable of, which is huge. Um, I think that that's one of the bigger things is once you give it your all and you could see, okay, this is how much progress I should be making if I give it my all. And then you hold yourself to that level. Then it's a different, another different ball game. You leveled up, you know, there's, there's levels to this workout thing. And so, um, yeah, there's, there's certain things you should recognize too. You know, how much progress do I actually make when I'm giving it my all? That's the standard I need to be at if I want to get to a higher level, right? So that's another, another marker you could use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even just the simplest thing, like doing a check-in every single week is so helpful because we're always going through phases where we're like prepping, maybe you're not prepping, whatever phase of fitness you're in. I think it's so helpful, even just for accountability purposes, that you check in on like a certain day every single time. And honestly, there's going to be some weeks you're just like, I know I don't look good. I don't feel good. You still got to check in. It's accountability. And sometimes it takes the cold, hard truth like, oh, my gosh, I didn't. Oh, I, I went off my diet this week and it shows all that progress. I just backtrack. Sometimes that's what it takes for you to kind of get back to it, you know? So it's, it's the uncomfortable truth and yeah, just check in. Even if you don't feel like you look good, you don't feel uh, like you're your leanest, you know, you messed up. It's still important. And even more so uh, having a coach or someone to look after your check-ins is even more incentive to make sure you're not going off too much. Yeah. The check-in is probably the biggest thing throughout the year. Cause if you're checking in every week, it's real easy to to not get on the scale, to wear looser clothes and to kind of ignore what's going on. You know, you're like, ah, uh, I'm just not going to, you know, check, you know, I'm not going to do my measurements. I'm not going to take pictures. I'm not going to, I'm just going to kind of sit in my little looser pants and, and just keep doing this. And then when I'm ready again, you know, eight weeks from now, cause I need a mental break. You call them, everyone call it a mental break. Eight weeks from now, I'll just, I'll start again. And then when you get to that eight weeks later, you're like, oh man, I'm up 15, whatever pounds, right? <clears throat> Hindsight, you might've had one or two bad weeks that led to that um, conclusion of you just taking six more weeks off. And if you would have caught it at like, let's say two weeks out, you might've been only five pounds up, six pounds up, which in, you know, after prep, that's very normal. Um, and then you wouldn't have maybe ended up that 20, 25 or whatever. And it, it ends up, it comes back really quick. So I think the accountability, especially after the show is a huge thing. And I, I like to tell people, Hey, like, let's stop thinking about preps in a 16 week period. 
let's think of preps as a 16 week period with a six week poke show. So we're at a 22 week prep is what we're really doing. It's the whole, the whole thing is about 22 weeks before we really get everything back up to full speed and ramped back up and your hormones correct from dieting for so long or whatever. Like, let's look at it as a different thing than just the show's done (laughs) freedom, you know, that type of thing. Um, and so having that check-in weekly, especially like after the show is a huge thing to avoid that. And a coach can kind of generally see what's going on and make the adjustments as necessary. I had a, a client who, um, recently it was really cool. She competed at the master's Olympia and, uh, she was like, yeah, this week I actually had, um, protein bars and peanut butter. And actually in, in this scenario, um, her diet was set up pretty high in calories already. I thought she was already at her highest, but she's like, I, she's like, I had a protein bar and, and nut butter. And then I saw that data and then her actually weight didn't go up at all. Measurements actually went down a little bit. I was like, Hey, this is great. We're actually higher in calories than I thought you'd be. We have another protein bar and, and fats we can add to your diet today. So let's add that in. And you're probably still going to lose weight next week. So mm-hmm. like, you know, because she's checking in, it actually worked out better for her. She's actually having more calories than even she thought she was going to have this close to a show. Right. I mean, that just happened that show. So, um, and she had a hard prep to get you know, ready for a master's Olympia level show. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it'll surprise you too. Sometimes it'll be a happy, a happy check-in, not always a, sorry, we have to keep your calories low. Sorry we have to keep your calories low. Right. You just don't know how your body's going to respond after. And then it gives the, the coach a lot of good information of where, um, she should be for calories this close to a show after a show. Right. So, um, but the most important thing I think is, is the pictures, the weight, the measurements to keep you accountable, even if you're bad and you have a bad week, because if you check in, Here's what happens when you do your check-in. Um, if you check in and then you have a bad week and then you're like, oh, I'm not going to check in this week because I was really off. I'm going to wait a week. And you basically what usually happens is someone tries to make up for it and then they'll check in again. But now we have two weeks where there's no data. We had data from the first week. We have no data. We have no idea where you were at. And then we have your check-in for the next. So we still don't know how much progress you made from the bad week. So we still need the data from the bad week to know what happened from bad week to now adherence week. And then otherwise, now this is now a baseline too, because we don't have all the data from within those two weeks. So it's important for you, for your coach, just always just track it and just, just check in and face the music. It's always better, right? It's always better just face the music. It just seems like it is, right? So Mm -hmm. another option you can do to hold yourself accountable um, and to make sure you're staying on track with things is journal down your goals and make clear goals for yourself. And you can write them down in a journal You can put them in your calendar in your phone like, okay, by this date, I want to weigh this. By this date, I want to weigh this. So I think that's great so that you're constantly aware of of where you're at and what you got to do to get there. Uh, Not only that, but some people are very much into the journaling. And I think that can be very, very helpful. Some people like to do it every day. And then they'll write, I felt like this. I slept this many hours. I went off my diet. I had this. Because sometimes what it takes is for you to see visually written down what you did wrong for you to register like, okay, I shouldn't do that again. Some people are very visual like that. So it's good that you're keeping track of things and writing everything down as long as you're not becoming like too obsessive about it, I would say, because that can very much happen too. And like you, if you had one extra grape, don't, don't get too down on yourself, you know? <laughs> um, but if you think that you're level headed enough to do that, that might be an option, you know, keeping everything like in order, in line, what you did that day, how you felt, what were the results of the previous day to the next? And then how did that, um, add into your, your week as a whole? Yeah. I like, I, you know, what's funny is 
when people say, you know, you're becoming a little bit too obsessed with it, it's such a hard thing to define what is too, right? Because like mm-hmm. you, because it is, there is, there is a point where there is too much of that, where it's taking, where it's consuming you, like you, like you say, right? But then there's also a point where only the crazy people who are obsessed do accomplish the goals, right? right. It's a hard, it's a hard balance. And it's generally, that one's a tough one because for the most part, like society will have its norm, right? It'll be like, mm-hmm. it's norm. And it's this, the, the actual societal norm is pretty lazy. Like if, if we look at the collective norm is pretty lazy, you know? So anything outside of that is considered more than, or, and then everything past that would probably be extreme, right? So we're all going to be considered really extreme. So if someone from the societal norm is telling us you're obsessed, like look at where that's really coming from because their Mm -hmm. baseline of what's obsessed is them doing a little bit more. So it's like, it's a hard thing to define. It's, it's always a tricky thing because I'll see it sometimes and I'm like, is that healthy or is that unhealthy? And what is it, what about it is unhealthy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to really isolate. So just, I guess I would say, be, be cautious of that one. But, oh, yeah. But yeah but. I mean, we all have our little quirks that yeah. we do that I'm sure, like, other people find extreme. And then, like, we have things that, like, don't. For example, I can never see my... I'll be honest. I can never see myself journaling things and, <laughs> and writing things down, like, every to the T and all those numbers. I'm not... I hate math, whatever. Get those numbers away from me. Um, but to somebody else that might be super helpful just so they're like, Oh, I'm aware of it. And you know, so it, it depends on the person and yeah. I'm sure there's things that I do. Well, I know there's things I do that other people are like, Oh, I could never do that. You know? So we all have it. Yeah. We all have it. Remember I talked about that one girl who tracked her weight every single day. She weighed in every morning. Uh-huh. Um, and she, I talked about in the episode the other day, she did her weight every single morning. And if she gained weight, from the day before she would have a diet day. And if she mm-hmm. lost weight from the day before she would have a free day and kind of like, and she would just kept, that's how she did her whole life. But over the course of over 20 years, she never gained a weight since high school. Wow. So it was like, yeah, I know that's crazy. Right. So it shows, yeah, maybe some people would see that and say, it's crazy. You're, it's unhealthy to weigh yourself every single day. But then some people would see it. Well, hey, high accountability level yeah, and adherence to that accountability too. Like she said, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. And she did it and it worked. <laughs> so, right. you know, you can't argue with the results. Yeah, that, yeah so. totally. That's totally, yeah. Th- I mean, that that's a very reasonable way to go about it. You can also use, you know, the awesome technology we have these days to hold yourself accountable for things like the, the MyFitnessPal thing. You can use a, a calorie tracker to see how many calories you burnt and hook that up to a heart rate monitor, things like that. And even it can be as simple as this. And I, I'll be honest, I've, this is something I have done before is like, if I'm having like a, a free day, let's say, and my calorie limit, maybe for that day is like 2000 or whatever, what I'll do is I'll just kind of round up for a lot of things and be like, okay, this banana. Okay. 150 calories, one five Oh. And I put that in my calculator and then I just turn off my phone. And then the next meal I'll have, Oh, that protein bar, 250, 250. And then just keep it like as a ongoing ad. So at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, I got like 200 calories left or something. So that's an example. That's kind of like a more mild way to do it just by, you know, doing it that way. But some people like to put it in the fitness pal app and things. So, yeah, you know, they they both, they both are fine. I don't think there's any problem with that, especially with someone who's as advanced as you and nutritionally, like you're not going to be someone who doesn't get, and that's the thing I always tell people when I have, I'll have clients that go on vacation for, let's say, three days or whatever, and they're, like, the best clients. Like, they just, they're always adhering. They're always great. They go on vacation once a year. I'm like, just, it's fine. Like, just stick to your calories. And 
They're like, well, what about the protein, this, that? Like, fitness people don't miss their protein. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're on vacation, like, you don't have, like, we're not people that are just having, you know, pancakes only for breakfast. Like, it would be, it would be like pancakes and then we'd have our eggs too. Like, we would find a way to get the protein. It just feels like the meal's not there. So I'm like, just stick to the calories for three days um, and have like an extra 500 calories for those four days, whatever you're on vacation and just loosen up a little bit, have fun with it. Yeah. And uh, they always do it and they're always like freaking out about it at first, right? And then they come back and they're like, I gained half a pound. I didn't really, I'm like, yeah, you're, you've been doing this so good for so long. Your metabolism is through the roof. Yeah. You don't, you're not going to fall apart the way you yeah. think you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So, but you gotta, you gotta also earn that. You know, you can't just finish a show and just start doing crazy stuff like that. But right. if this is someone who's been doing adherence, perfect five months, and then they have four days and it's like nothing happened, you know? So, right. yeah. So it's, it's uh that and deloads and whatnot. People don't realize what they can get away, not necessarily we can get away with, but what, how, how good their body's performing, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I like the, the calculator one. I've actually never seen the running calculator yeah. one but yeah the simple it's easy to access it's right there yeah i do it for some of my clients with just like free day like i'll say mm -hmm. hey, just have you know two thousand calories and you know hit your protein or get right. close to it type of thing you know so. totally and i think another great thing you can do if you're this type of person you can also announce your goals to the world mm -hmm. so if on social media you're like i want to compete at this show in february or whatever Put it out there, put it to the world. Sometimes just even announcing it and having some eyes on you kind of puts you under a little bit of pressure to meet that goal. Yeah. So I think that can be helpful too. You know what? Time-based deadlines, and it's as a coach over the years, I've learned that um, the the actually the, the most adherence I'll have to a prep outside of a, you know, Arnold Olympia type of thing where you have to hit those show deadlines, right? Mm -hmm. um, is the wedding prep, right? Like everyone knows they're getting they're getting married. A lot of times you'll see someone uh, doing a wedding prep. They'll actually buy a dress that's too small, which I think oh, is crazy. These yeah. girls are nuts here doing this. It's expensive for those dresses, man. Um, so, and they'll get a dress. It's like, I got to fit this size by whatever. And they'll sign up for like a 16-week prep and they don't miss, man. I mean, it's so rare that they miss. I think the only days that I've ran into where wedding people miss is the day of the wedding, of course, which is, I don't even, you know, care about that. But the, uh, like the cake testing days and stuff, they want to have the experience. But uh, so I've had so many times where they had to fit in a dress. Uh, I, I've, I don't think we've ever missed one. I don't think we've ever missed one, but there's, you know, there's always the altering and stuff. But um, I know I've gotten too far a couple times where the girl lost more. Mm -hmm. But it seems to be that time-based deadline really makes a difference, and especially something like that. Um, so the... You're definitely right about that. Putting yeah. it out there, having the accountability, especially at your gym when you put it out there and they're like, oh, aren't you, how many weeks out are you now? Yeah. And you're like, I better, better stick to this. Right. <laughs> so I don't necessarily do it on social media, but I'll say it to you like, Adam, I'm going to do this and you better believe I'm going to do everything in my power to make that happen if I say it because I like to hold myself to a very high standard when I say, if I say I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Like it's different than being like, maybe I might do something, but if I say I'm going to do something, oh, you better believe I'm going to do it. That's so, I, can, I can validate that yeah. to the point of to the point of where a couple of times I'm like, you know, you probably shouldn't do it <laughs> you know, <laughs> if it was a scenario where it was like a weird one where it's like a world travel or something. We committed to it like six months ago. But she's like, no, nope, I'm doing it. I said I'm doing it. I'm yes, doing it. Exactly. There's been a couple of those ones that were really when it came down to it, I was like, this is a pretty big pain. 
you mm-hmm. sure you want to do this? Cause you don't need to. Yeah. And you're like, no, if I say I'm doing, it, I'm doing it. If I say I'm on time, that's the one thing I, I love about it too. Cause it keeps your, you doing that keeps me accountable too. Mm-hmm. check-ins. Ashley says, Hey, we're going to be leaving at 1145. I better be in the elevator yeah. with her at 1145. <laughs> Ashley time means I need to be there at 1130. Yeah. <laughs> Cause she's, she's not going to be late. There's yeah. not going to be late at all. <laughs> yeah. I, Sometimes I'll have those moments of weakness though, where I want to like just not or just quit. And then it sounds kind of corny, but then I have to remind myself who I am. I'm freaking Ashley Coltwasser. And if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. So my bad, I forgot who I was for a second, but I remember now. Okay, I'm going to do it. So, you know, having those kind of expectations for yourself and being very strict with it, I think goes a long way. Even that way you can hold yourself accountable even without all these little diddly dads. That's uh, I, lo- I love that. I love that, that you say that because yeah. you should think that way. You are actually caught well. So you've earned that right. And you well, need to be- everybody yes. can be anybody, but yeah. Well, there's a certain, you know, there's certain people who have this more advanced resume who could say, you know, Hey, I've earned this. I've done this. I've proven to myself that I can be do accomplish great things. Yes. And like, you need to reach in and be like, I'm this person. Like I've done it. Like I'm yeah. not going to give into that. Um, there was like this, there was this famous guy in jail. I'm not gonna say his name because he's super controversial, but he was in, he was in jail and he was like, what am I gonna do? Just sit there and cry and just say, oh, I can't believe I'm in this situation. Like, no, because I am, I am this, right? I am, mm-hmm. I am his name. And, um, and he's like, so I'm not gonna sit there and cry because I'm him. And that's, oh, I'm always gonna be him. And I'm going to not be a, a little B and just actually just do pushups and just work out and just say, hey, I'm here. I'm gonna get out of here eventually. And I've had my life so good to this point. This is just a bump in the road. It's gonna make my life better after this. And I was like, man, crazy mindset to have that because yeah. most people would be in there and be like man again i'm stuck in here what did i do to get in here right no. <laughs> it's like one of those things you have to be you have to be so strong-minded and just not let yourself cave into those temptations and you can't cave into those excuses we've had yeah. many podcasts about that like giving into those excuses giving into that little voice inside your head that says Oh, you can have that piece of pizza. It's no big deal. Just do some extra cardio this week. You'll be fine. You cannot let those little voices win because if those little voices continue to win, you're not going to win. And just always keep in mind the bigger goal because along the way, you're going to run into scenarios where you're uncomfortable. There's temptation and the easy way would just to be to give in. But if you're looking at that bigger goal, think, focus on that bigger goal. What do you want? even if it takes a few months to get there, a year to get there, whatever the case may be, because you don't want to look back and be like, oh man, I could have just made my goal if I, that piece of pizza I didn't have. Yeah. You know, that piece of pizza is like five minutes of satisfaction versus a a long-term goal that you made is like priceless. Yeah. You know, it's it's fu- worth so much more than that. Absolutely. It's funny that you bring that up because I have a scenario that we... It's a, it, me and Kimber do this. We've been talking about it for over a year. Um, but every time we pass a Little Caesars, because we're like, we both grew up kind of. I love Little Caesars. You too. See, it's just like, what is it about Little Caesars? It's like <laughs> the best tasting pizza. What, what is that? And it's like that? the cheapest. It's, I think it's. Get everyone, the extra marinara on the side. That's too. what she said with the, with the sticks, yeah. right? She was like. I think everyone who grew up not with the most amount of stuff just grew up on that like Little Caesars pizza Friday night where it was like, it's just nostalgic. And we're like, that was like the biggest treat in the world. And, and uh, so 
we're like, what are these days? What are these days? We're just going to give in. We're just going to share a little Caesar's pizza. Like we're like, maybe on, we said this time, we're like, maybe New Year's Day, maybe on New Year's, we're both going to, it's not even, but we haven't, we've been, every time we drive faster, we're like that damn little Caesar's, but <laughs> we've been avoiding it for a year and a half, but it's, it just shows you she has goals. I have goals. You yes. know, it's not worth it. Yeah. We go there. We can have a piece, no big deal, but it's just funny that we've been fighting it for like 18 months Right. <laughs> Every time we pass it, we're like, we want it so bad, but we just, you can't give in to that voice, right? Um, yeah, at this point, we could have probably done it, but it's just a funny thing now. But we we're, we keep saying we're going to do it on New Year's, but we also, we've been saying that for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Which that's a great point. I think that the most failure within prep or fitness comes with the diet. I think yeah. that's where you can make the most mistakes. So preparation is key, obviously. And I would even say this, like, I know that some families can't help it because maybe they have kids and and they're going to school. But if a bad food isn't in your house, you're not going to go out of your way necessarily to eat it or find it, or it's going to be much more difficult to satisfy that craving if it's not so easily accessible in your house. So, even if you have kids or whatever, you can always keep things in the garage, keep things in the trunk of your car, keep them on the top shelf. So that way you kind of have to double think if you want to give in to one of those cravings, right? You have to really try hard to get it. You have to climb your, your cabinets to get it on the top shelf. You have to go all the way outside to the garage to go get it. You have to open up your trunk to go get it. Whereas if it's so available and it's all around you, you just eat it without thinking, just snack and pick on things. Yeah, that's, um, and I'll say that I have those, I'll have those moments pretty, I mean, not, not fairly, fairly regularly, a couple times a month at least. Um, but luckily, and I'll be like, man, I want something sweet. I want something sweet. And luckily the only thing I have in my house is like a flavored rice cake. You know, yeah. Luckily Kimber's on the same page as me with that. Um, we have those sugar-free marshmallows now, but like, there's really nothing there. And I'm like, oh, I'm glad. And then after, after it passes, I'm like, I'm glad I didn't have like donuts handy or yeah. whatever. Cause I probably would have eaten at least one, you know, Definitely. I never would have been the guy who's eating like 10 of them, but I would probably had one. I'm like, why did I have that late at night? I didn't really need it, you know, right, type totally. of thing. And I plan those things. I still have my donut once a month or something, but it's not something that's like regularly available, you know? Right. Um, and, and that's, that's a, an, another good point with the foods too. There was another, there was a girl I used to work with and she couldn't control herself around nut butters. Mm-hmm. And she was very aware of it. She was like, I just can't, I just can't, uh, I, as soon as I get a tablespoon, I'm just like going for it. So she switched to those packets. Oh yeah. That was, I was about to say that. Yeah. yeah. And she would have, she's like, can you put it as uh, I think it's two tablespoons per packet. Mm-hmm. So she's like, can you put two tablespoons a day? If you're going to put any on my plan. And I was like, yeah, she can just do them in two in increments. Cause I'm going to eat two either matter what, cause I'm doing the packets. And, uh, what I'm going to do is every day I'll freeze them all. They'll all be yeah. in the freezer. So I can't eat them if I wanted to. And then every night I'll put one out. So it'll thaw out by the morning time. And then I'll have that for the day. And I was like, that's a smart way. If you know that that's a weakness of yours, you know, it's another way of keeping yourself accountable. Like if Absolutely. you, you know, if you're, if you're weak to it, do it, you know, all those individually wrapped things are so helpful. And even for traveling too, but yeah, I tend to, to do that as well. I find that like just a exposed jar of peanut butter it's like even honestly peanut butter is is so calorie dense and you can 
kind of even go over without even realizing it too, just if you're not being super careful with the measurement of your spoon. But, you know, we always look the spoon and, oh, there's some that fell on the side. The, the roundness of the table. Yes. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it's like the jar says, oh, 14 servings, but you're like, oh, but I only got like 10 days out of it. Why? You know? So it just goes to show you that's a very easy way, especially with nut butter and everything else that's calorie dense to go off so better to be prepared. And I think, honestly, people do get too busy and they don't have time to cook. And I get that. But here's the thing. This tip is going to change your life. And it's so simple. If you have one or two hours on the weekend, cook up a bunch of chicken and veggie, put them in plastic bags, throw them in your freezer. Okay. 20 of them. And if you don't have time to cook, there's your just in case of emergency foods. If you're like, oh, well, I'm traveling to here this week and I didn't have time to cook food and prep everything. Well, good thing you have a lot of a lot of that in your freezer. Just pull it out. And if you don't have time to cook or you're running late and you just don't have the time, just pull it out of your freezer. There should be no excuses that like, oh, I just didn't have time to cook. Well, it takes like just a few hours, one random weekend and you'll be good, you know? So preparation is key. And I don't think we should be using that as an excuse because it's so easy to, to overcome. Yeah. These days, especially I've seen all these tricks now, you know, and they're all on YouTube before we didn't know, you know, you're boiling chicken breasts, you know, back in the day. So now it's like, it's, it's so easy. And so one of the, uh, that's a really good trick, by the way, cooking it all and just having it as a just in case of emergency yeah. foods. That's like smart because those will stay good for what, six months? Like oh, that? yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really smart. Um, but what I used to do when I was prepping wood, I, I hated cooking. I was just, I just hated it. And I didn't care about how my food tasted that much. I was less of a foodie and I was just more of like, just eat it for fuel at that point. Um, I would just put everything in a crock pot. So I'd get like my five pounds of chicken or whatever it was, put it in a crock pot. However many hours later it was done. The next, I would just sometimes it'd be like the next morning. I live in the crock mm. pot like for a long time. I love the crock pot. Yeah. And I was like, all right, this is my food for X amount. And then just eat it out of a tin, you know, just eat it out of the whole, the plastic. The you whole used time. to cook even potatoes and stuff together too, didn't yeah, you? Yeah. You just threw it all in there. Threw it all in there. I mean, that, see, that's perfect. It's what, why not? You know, and it was always great. It was moist. Um, and then another thing that I would do that made it really easy was I would get my daily food amount and I would put it in one big Tupperware. So if it was like, let's say five cups of rice and, you know, 25 ounces of meat, whatever it was, I would just throw it all in the same container and I wouldn't have any scheduled meals. I would just eat it throughout the day as I got hungry and, and just try to try to be as even as possible. Right. And I just, that was it. It was, how do you mess up when it's all right there? You get hungry, you eat a little bit more, you, you know, cause you know, food timing, I've never been huge on food timing. I don't think that it matters that much except for post-workout. Yep. And so I would just eat, eat it throughout the day and that makes it a lot easier for people too. So. And it saves on dishwashing time yes so instead of washing out six containers or six bowls you only have to do one there that's awesome so saving all kinds of time another thing you can do is food prep service those are great um especially for the very 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 busy people out there um that still want good tasting food we use trifecta obviously Love trifecta yeah trifecta woo keeps me on track but um that's a great option as well and if you're traveling and for an extended period of time and you don't want to bring a whole bunch of frozen plastic baggies, get the food prep. It's great. Yeah. And, and the food prep too, they can even send it to where you're at. If mm -hmm. you're gone for like, you don't want, like, I don't want to carry this on a plane. Um, there's certain trifecta does that. Yeah, they do that. 
Uh, where if you're going to a hotel for like a week, they just, you can have your food waiting for you at the hotel when you get there, which is really cool. It's an awesome thing. So there's so many tricks and stuff out there, but I think the key is just to be prepared because if you're prepared, you've got backups. You don't have to make those excuses. Cause like I said, we don't want to fall victim to those excuses. There are so many excuses out there. And if you're not careful and you give in to that, it just becomes a habit. So it's important that you're aware of this and that you do everything you possibly can to prevent yourself from caving in or prevent yourself from messing up. And of course, there's scenarios that we can't plan for. And sometimes you just can't do anything about it. You just do the best you can with what you got, if that makes sense. So just make smart decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the end, what we come to the conclusion on is we're all going to have our weaknesses, whatever they are. Like there's just no one who's going to be strong in everything, right? It's just, it's just not possible a hundred percent of the time. Um, you know, for me, I'll go through phases where I'm super into working out and I, I can't like the intensity is just natural. And I'm just like, I want to lift heavy weight today. I can't wait to lift heavy weight today. And then there's other days where I'm in the gym and I'm like, man, I don't even want to be here. You know, yeah. like I'm just getting through and I'll leave the gym. I'm like, that was a waste of time. Like, what have I been doing? I didn't get anything out of that workout. And so we all go through those things and go through phases and some can last months. But I think that just knowing, having the goal, like you said, writing down the goal, um, paying attention to it and just doing your daily actions, whether you are super motivated to do them or not, just getting through those daily actions and focusing on the main goal um, will, over a long period of time, give you that end result, you know? And I think that that we need to always think about that, the long-term goal versus the day, you know? Exactly. I think a lot of people are under the impression that I'm motivated 24-7 and I never mess up and I'm just perfect. That is totally not the case. Um, I've been efficient at what I do because I found my accountability things, right? But I'm not motivated every day. Some days I'm just like, oh, I just want to stay home and just kind of watch TV or or run errands. I don't know. But like you said, I'm keeping the bigger goal in mind. And if I'm having a bad day, I just think to myself, it's a day. It's a mood. I'll go to sleep. Hopefully have some really good sleep. Wake up in a much better mood, super motivated. And I know that even on the days I'm not motivated, I have my fallbacks, you know, my like I have Sam, I'm like, okay, even if I don't feel like working out today, I'm working out today because I already committed to it. Sam's here. She's waiting for me. Well, I'm going to train. I have that. But also I'm very strong-minded and I don't allow myself to fall victim to those excuses. So I do everything in my power to make it work however I can. Yeah. You know, question, I do a question for you. More of a, This is more my interview Ashley question um, because you do have your, everyone knows you have your sleep issues. So how do you manage that on your, obviously you have Sam, you have that, mm-hmm. but how do you manage that on your, um, let's say you string together two to three low sleep days. What mm-hmm. do you, what is your best option for that? Cause the people do have that when they have those jobs. Like I have a, I have a girl who's a, she's a police officer and she has those, those days where she just can't sleep cause she's got these, you know, a few 12 hour days mm-hmm. or nurses and whatnot. What, any advice, anything you found that helps with that? I Caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, like just get thinking it as like a, the day, like just not like I'm going to do the best I can today with what's going on. And it's not a perfect scenario. I don't have the best energy, but I'm still going to get it done. And hopefully tomorrow will be much better. So I think of it just like my mood, which honestly, it kind of correlates together anyway, sleep and mood. And I just try to do what I can for that day and don't 
don't, um, I try not to think so negatively about it. And I think that there's people out there have much worse. So like, Oh, I slept five hours tonight. Well, at least I'm healthy and at least I'm not sick and at least I'm not injured. So I can push through the day tomorrow will be better, but I just got to get, I just got to get my business done today. And that's that. Okay. So you kind of like sit back and look at your blessings and you're like, okay, I have this I need to. I'm still functioning. I'm still healthy. So tomorrow will be better. I'll do the best I can to sleep more and catch up, but just got to get by for the day. That's good. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. I guess just, yeah, just, just being thankful for where you're at with everything. I have, I guess I I have those days too, when it comes to where you'll be like run down by August because of the July months and and prep whatever. you're like, Oh man, this is so hard. And then you're like, look at the alternative. The alternative is way harder than the amount of Mm -hmm. (laughs) the amount of collective hours. Right. It's like, this is the, the dream job, you know? So um, yeah, so I guess I guess being thankful does has like a big part of that. Yeah. I think that people are in a prep just to be in that position to prep is a pretty thankful spot to be in. Like exactly. you should be you need to be able to like say sit back like I'm eating less on purpose. Like there's people out there who are trying to eat just as much as me who's eating less on purpose and it's a daily struggle for them just to get in maybe close to the amount of food that I'm eating. Right. So it's, it is good to put it in perspective. I think yeah. that is a big thing. That is a huge thing. So. Absolutely. Cause we all have our pluses and minuses and a lot of people out there have it much worse. Be thankful you're healthy enough to prep healthy enough to do cardio. And you know, for me, the, the sleep thing, it's like, well, I'm tired, but at least I'm not hungry. A lot of people are like just miserable because they're so hungry right now. At least I'm not hungry. I'm just tired. Tomorrow will be better. You got to be a little bit optimistic and just just think, hey, it's a mood. It is a mood and it'll pass. It'll pass. Yeah, just don't give into that voice that gets yeah. louder and louder the deeper you get into prep. As soon as you do, listen, we talk about it all the time. As soon as you get, give into it once, it's easy to give into it twice and then much easier the third time. So, yep, yep just don't give in. So, pattern. Yeah. So with that, with that, I think that's it. For yeah, that was a good accountability, a good accountability one. I think we always, we all need that accountability. So absolutely. So I want you guys to do me a favor. What do you do for accountability? Put it in the comment section below. Cause I'm curious if anybody has anything they do besides what we already discussed in this podcast. I would love to hear more. Yeah. You know, and one other thing that I'll do for accountability too, is it's like just having a schedule like these podcasts. Yeah. They keep me accountable because I don't think like if I didn't have, you know, you and you didn't have me, we'd have this setup where Melena's here every Monday, right? 1130. Um, we might miss some here and there. You know, it might be like, no, this is just Monday. That's just mm-hmm. that's just the day. That's it got to get done. You know, there's yes. there's going to be days we want to do it more than others. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just even the, even this, you know, everything, just having that schedule. So creating yeah. habits, yeah. because those habits over time, you you do it so much, it becomes a habit. And it's like you don't have to think about it. And if you don't think about it, you don't dread it. Yeah. You just do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So thank you for that. Keeping me accountable. Both of you guys. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.